And we're live, baby. Oh, those it's, are cold. those are cold headphones. Yeah. This mic cover can do a bit with, with a Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole studio is pretty dusty. I know. Is it? Oh, sorry. Yeah. I'll, I'll get on that. Get on it, Lucas. I want you. See, I want to see you in a little French maid outfit. <laughs> <laughs> with a little duster. Yeah, get a little out, duster. Get out on it. What's that? What's that song? All right. Um, shall we start? We'll start as we always do. It's been a, it's been a hot minute, but here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Philip and Friends, a podcast. My name is Philip Kostoletsky, and uh, this is a podcast where I interview friends of mine, uh, and I interview them about the friends of their lives and how they got to where they are today. It's a fun little podcast. We've been off the airs for quite a long while because I didn't have any money to pay for the studio, but Daddy just got his fringe payout, so... Baby, come on. So we can probably do about 10 more episodes of this uh, before we run out of money again. <laughs> I know. But um, joining me today, uh, as always, is uh, our lovely producer, Lucas Jeffco. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hi, Good Lucas. to be back. Yeah, how have what's, you been? What's with the delay? What's with the delay? What yeah. You, in his response. He wasn't paying attention to no, his I was, job. I was, for seconds. For seconds. I was finding unprofessional. What, what camera I was on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so focused on the video. You know the younger generation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Lucas, how have you been? How's the time off been? I've been good. But it's good to be back. Good. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be back in the stew. Yeah. So uh, normally when people... Um, listen to the podcast they know that we do a little chat before beforehand but it's so cold that i didn't want to keep our lovely guest outside in the cold while we had a little chat so mm -hmm. we're going to do that at the end but edit it so it's at the beginning oh. Oh. also it is so cold in the studio right now we can see everyone's <laughs> breath which is exciting but joining me today is the very funny very very fantastic comedian kwan wen hi <laughs> what what do you expect why did me you to go do? so serious I'm not serious. It is cold. It is cold. I'm yeah. just guarding my nipples from protruding yeah. out like to through the textile of my. I do have a jumper. thick sweater. Or... Jumper. Two syllables. Jumper. It's more sweater. <laughs> <laughs> or you say in a cockney like sweater. Sweater. <laughs> you got fucking nipples going through your fucking sweater. Okay, you want me to? You don't want me to be that serious? I can do it again. So. No, 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 no. Do whatever reenacting. you want. <laughs> whatever, whatever pace you want to go at. Uh, that's fine. Fine for me. Philip and his friends, oh, Philip has friends. Why don't you come spend some good time with them? Philip and friends, a podcast. So, um, Quan, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I know that you actually, like uh, like we discussed at the beginning, you actually listened to the episodes. You uh, put a lot of emphasis on the actually. Does that imply that your previous guests never listened to you? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had guests who uh, list, don't even listen to their own episode. Really? Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Which I couldn't do because I think I'm too narcissistic. I'd, I'd love to. I listen back to all of them multiple times. I you have to. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. To bump up the um, statistics. Yeah, of course. <laughs> one. And you want to know the sound quality of how... Of course, yeah. I listen out. to them on my own phone, my mom's phone. I get my sister to listen to it. Just play it in the background, <laughs> you know, on silent. But they don't know that. But yeah, it's it's great to have you on. Um, first time on the podcast? On um, your podcast yeah. or on any podcast? My podcast. Yeah. Well, I think everyone only been here once so far, right? So yeah. yes, first time on your podcast. Yeah. Sorry, I've been so uh, inquisitive and uh, cynical. No worries. Whatever you're throwing my way. Not at all. So Quan <laughs> and I know each other. Quan um, Wen. Quan Wen. Yes. <laughs> so do you Just ever go with the last name as well? Quan Wen Young. Is it... How do you pronounce your last name? I'm sorry. I went into that really confidently. Am I even a guest on this podcast? <laughs> My name was not even pronounced correct. No, I'm Kwan Wen Huang. Is Huang. Huang. Yeah. Kwan Wen Huang. <laughs> Kwan Wen Huang. That's a tongue twister. It is. I hate it. Because basically you have to do the twang, the nasal twang three times. Did you notice? Yeah, yeah, wang, wang, wang. It's not every Chinese character I have that sound, but my parents, for whatever reason, just think, oh, let's just make it like um, even more ridiculous. And it doesn't sound as bad in Mandarin, but in English, with American accent, it's the worst. Thanks. Yeah. Really? So, say British people, they say quang, quang, wang, <laughs> quang, wang. But Americans like say quang, wang, quang. They just with the Yankee twang. It's like, oh, absolutely. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. But. Yeah, good. Um, so you have a lot of Chinese characters. Do you consider yourself a bit of a Chinese character? I am not a Chinese character. I know, character. of course not. This <laughs> it's is a deliberate. Oh, I know. Chicken little bastard. Um, no, I'm Taiwanese, Taiwan. but 
Yeah, Chinese in the cultural sense. Mm-hmm. I, some hardcore Taiwanese reject anything that have to do with China. They even propose abolishing the Chinese character. You know the right really? thing. Yeah, they want to write um, our language Taiwanese in Roman alphabets, which I think is going to be the worst idea. Um, so I would say culturally, yes, my interest came from China, but I will always say I'm Taiwanese. Lovely. We're, uh, we're in, um, so I actually just want to give a little bit of foundation how I know each other, obviously through just doing comedy, mm-hmm. but also this summer we both took part in the... Last summer. Oh, of course, last summer. I can we took, still recall. We t- <laughs> last summer. <laughs> we took part in the AAA ah, stand-up comedy showcase. I've been corrected by other people who say... Don't say AAA. It's triple A. Sound staff is triple A. Triple A. Uh, stand-up comedy <laughs> showcase where I was hosting and Kwame was headlining. And um, uh, just to tell you the nature of our relationship. And uh, yeah, we we, we, uh, we spent a lot of time there together. We also took care of uh, a baby while we were there. I think took care was a bit of an overstatement. Yeah. We dip in. Uh, we offer a little bit of help yeah. to our amazing partner, Vivian, who had the tremendous courage <laughs> to do any preference of a little baby, should, a cute little baby. Yeah, yeah. so we were uh, Auntie Kwan and uh, Uncle Phil. And, yes. Uh, I think we fit those roles perfectly. I think sometimes when we had the baby, we looked like, you know, the hangover movie. Yeah, although not really, though, but I also make sure that I think I'm going to remain childless for the rest of my really? life. <laughs> really? Like, really? Oh. The, the baby was that bad for you? She isn't. She's angelic. But it's just that the unpredictable nature of a whim and just... Baby, just like the minute before, they are just laughing and giggling for whatever reason. They just start with, uh, I don't know, like a Shakespeare tragic. <laughs> I just like why, but why? I, 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 I'm aware. I'm, I'm just too wary of things I cannot explain. It's just. Well, I also remember because I took. I would I, obviously when you have a little baby around, everyone wants to take photos with the baby. And I remember that you didn't want to send them to your mother because of the... Uh... Yeah, it would trigger her... Curi- no, it should trigger her longing for yet another grandchild. So she has grandchildren, though? She has three, but she's a greedy woman. <laughs> if she can have it her way, she'll probably like another new grandchild added to her mix until the day she dies. Really? Yeah. What was that? Sorry, some sort of dinosaur that's coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's our next guest, actually. <laughs> so, Rarosaurus. Okay, who are you fat shaming for our next guest? What? Because the step sound sounds really heavy. Oh no, I was just pretending it was an actual dinosaur. Oh, right, okay. You went like very literal, and I went completely surreal, as if we were going to interview an actual dinosaur. I'm big on similes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We um, we don't have any. Uh, please, we don't let people that big in the show. No, I'm joking. <laughs> we have a weight class for this podcast. I'm I'm not being serious at all. Um, so yes, wonderful. So uh, you've listened to podcasts, so you know it's a bit of a, a bit about the friends of your life. Yes. Um, uh, we're going to change it up a little bit because uh, I know a bit more about you. We might hyper focus on a certain period uh, that I know about you. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get through that in the time being. Um, so let's just start with you. A little introduction uh, for people who don't know you, which is most people. Uh, is uh, you're from Taiwan, Taipei? Yes. Taipei City? Yes. Uh, born, raised? What's, what's the situation? Uh, so I was born and raised in Taiwan. And uh, I left Taiwan after you knew, after uni and the military services. Okay. Uh, but it was it was part of the plan because my mom is pretty insufferable. So <laughs> since I graduated from high school, I've been plotting how I can live away from her, but achieving financial independence because I never had that. Because I don't know whether I guess in America people start doing odd jobs very early yeah. on and just getting a bit of pocket money. And in Asia, you have a lot of financial support from the parents, but also total control from them. Yeah. So I just thought, oh, I can't live with my mom in the future. I can't see that. But I just can't see myself being financially independent. Yeah. So I've been drawing out my step plan, how I can make it happen. So I basically have to do a trial period where financially being sponsored by my parents or being able to live yeah. part, like, away from them abroad yeah. um, in ideal cases. So I, I apply to become an exchange student but I was too late, being a little bit disorganized, didn't manage to submit ampl- any application to American universities. So I ended up doing, being an exchange student in Paris. So this is a long story. My yeah, French yeah. was actually crap, but somehow everyone else was more crap. So I was sent to <laughs> Paris. I met one of my ex-boyfriend, but 
I fucking hate the French people. So I told him that I want to come back to Europe to reunite with you, but I don't want to spend any other second in this country. So we agreed we would live in London together. Yeah. But I had to come back to Taiwan to finish my citizen study, yeah. the military service, and that's how I ended up here. So um, I left Taiwan at the age of twenty-five. Yeah. And then been living in London since. More than one odd year I spent in Germany, so that's yeah. my life story. Yes. Nice. So we always start at the beginning when it comes to friendships. So, mm -hmm. um, do you remember who your first friend was? Um, there was a, a neighborhood kid. So uh, my family, when I was really really young, would live in some sort of illegal slum, wooden buildings. So they were illegally built on the Taipei University site. Okay. Is it called National Taiwan or Taipei University? I can't even remember. So, what, right so your parents and you included. Yeah, and my grandma, my paternal grandma. We're all like, um, what is it? What is the word? Um, what is it where when you live in a place that doesn't belong to you? Well, the place belongs Squatting. To, Were you squatting? No, they weren't squatting. So okay. the place was built illegally, yeah. but uh, the, the property belonged to my family at that time. Interesting. How does that work? Um, so what happened is the Japanese colonized Taiwan until the end of Second World War. Yeah. And then a couple of years later, the sort of Chinese Nationalist Party came to Taiwan. And because lots of military personnel came without any dwellings, so there were cases of government built um, housing, but also people just taking off lands. Yeah. And a lot of land were, um, they were earmarked for future park development by the Japanese, for example. Yeah. But any empty land was just built on, like some random built on randomly. And I don't know why, but my family managed to get hold of one of this illegally, illegally built property yeah. on the campus of the National Taiwan University. Yeah. So I lived there until the age of seven or eight, and then it was demolished. But we just moved across the street. So I never thought moving is difficult for me, just carrying a teddy bear in the evening and another small suitcase the day after. But on that street... Did our... you think that was how it was going to be when you moved to Europe? No, when I came to Europe, I just left my stuff in Taiwan. It wasn't a big deal. It's the first time I tried to move in London. It was a big big oh my god it's not my because i'm a hoarder yeah. and the amount of stuff <laughs> it's like that one of my eggs was helping me move at that time it's like how do you manage to accumulate so much shit when you live in a tiny little room and because because i had a space under the roof of a terrace house yeah so i had a triangle triangular space and i basically fill out that 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 book with everything and you're like why are you keeping all this newspapers to say well this is when prince william married case so i can't just chuck it so why about this one? Oh, this is when the financial crisis happened it was very important this i'm a fucking big order but anyway about my first friend i think it's one of the neighborhood kids yeah and they live on the block and um he's actually a friend of my brother Mm -hmm. and but slightly younger than my brother but older than me so i'm the really annoying younger brother that yeah, follow yeah, yeah. them and i would when they ride a big bicycle i ride the one with the four wheels does yeah, that make the sense extra how do you call that in the English? trainer wheels the trainer is wheel. that what you call them i call them stabilizers stabilizers <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's i think that's a memory of one of my um, earliest friend but my paternal grandma was very protective of me and when, because my brother was fed up with me, just hanging around with me all the time. So yeah. they constantly tried to get rid of me. Yeah. And uh, my grandma would be really upset and she would come out and just like telling the other kid off. So it wasn't really a friend friend, but yeah. Something. I can't even remember his name right oh. now. Hmm. So you were, I mean, because I, when I was younger, I had, my, I didn't have, my sister was very popular. Um, and she had a lot of friends. And so she'd have a lot of friends over. So I would like hang out with them. But the you know, boys or girls? Boys or girls, either or. So you're not the lusty, dirty little brother just drooling over your sister's friends? No, Like I in was American Pie situation? <laughs> no, I was, I was popular. not. Popular. I want to be popular. No, I wasn't drooling over my sister's friends. Except, um, okay. No, no. Um, some, some drooling and, you know, they were probably drooling over me. <laughs> you know. In a Jennifer Coolidge situation. Yeah, they were looking at me and my... 12 year old prepubescent body they can't were like, wait for oh. Phil's memoir <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. the life of a younger brother um, um, no uh, not that at all but I, I would I would hang out with them and stuff and uh, she was she was really accepting of it actually she was quite cool about it some siblings can be really nice about it I think there's always that stereotype you see in the American movies where like this the older sibling Is goes this like a sister that Ali was friends <laughs> Just to prove I did listen to the podcast, all right? 
right. <laughs> purpose achieved. Yeah, peace. So anybody who's not listened, <laughs> everyone who's not listened to that episode. So apparently, my sister made out with one of a previous guest's friends, which Hollywood's, by the way, I still hold, brought out with no context. He, he, there was nothing he's about. He's a comic. I know. He's disrupting your routine right, as a right, black comedian. All right, American Paco. He's a comic. I mean, what do you expect a comic to do? I don't know where that that tell mannerism came from. I don't even know where I picked it up. I don't know, man. Who do you think I was trying to copy? Uh, I don't know. Just any any American comic. <laughs> hey, you're a comic. You're a comic. You gotta make funny that. Yeah, no, that, that's the that's that's the same whore of a sister. No, uh, um, not not at all. She just, I think she also. What was funny about that uh, bit? So obviously, Ali mentions uh, that one of his friends uh, made out with my sister, but he said got with. And then I said to my sister, like, is it okay if I post this right, this clip? And uh, she said, yeah, but could you just make it clear that I made out with him? I didn't get with him. I hate that phrase. And I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> What's the difference? Because for get with, I think, suggests sex or like maybe something more sexual. I don't know. Anyway, she asked for this very specific clarification. So, okay, making out in English doesn't involve fingering, for example. Is that what's implied? <laughs> Can someone explain to me? I thought I making, I'm out making out has a full penetration. It's all package. No, 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 no. no. Making uh, out is just kissing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Snogging. Snogging, yeah, let's go okay. with that for the British uh, people. Listen, um, so then she said, uh, she was like, Oh, you know, do you, she was kind of a bit annoyed about posting this, me posting this clip, but then I was also okay with it <laughs> in a weird way. And then at the end, she was like, Oh, yeah, do you mind, um, do you mind just tagging me in it so I can get more followers? <laughs> <laughs> I was okay, like, so to be fair, she wasn't really a, a hoe, no, but she's a fame whore, she's a fame whore, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. that's my <laughs> she wants followers. <laughs> She wants followers from, I don't know why, because let's be honest, the amount of people that would follow somebody based off of a podcast clip of somebody making out with their friend. They're going to unfollow you in a month anyway. Why bother? Yeah. You but know. even then, is that Why not... do people unfollow on Instagram? It's such a philosophical question. Um, Fuck them. <laughs> do you ever unfollow people? Uh, not really, though. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't follow very diligently. I go back to the profile at least three, four times before I decide to follow someone. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Except for networking purposes, like yeah. comedians. Do you know what I, I do? Um, I might. I don't know if this is a bad thing, but it's... Are we even I, doing about our friends, this podcast? This, this we're, we're, we're so off track today. This diverges. We diverge, <laughs> then we go back to it. Dude, dude, relax, Quan. It's all good. Sorry, Quan Wang. <laughs> um... I, what I do is I actually, most of the people on my Instagram that I follow, I mute. Oh, you've told oh, really? me I that. mute the stories, I mute the posts, because I actually can't handle, like, the the Instagram part of it. So what I do is I just have, the, I just do it for social purposes. Um, I don't know if this is bad, but I also don't think it is bad. Like, you know, No, it isn't bad. But then what I do is, like, it's, it's kind of like I get a bit of jealousy, a bit of anxiety about what other people are doing in the world of comedy. And so rather than being bombarded with it all the time, what I do instead is I, like, go on their profile. Like, like I go on eight people's profiles in one sitting. So I get all my anxiety and my, like, nervousness and jealousy in one big hit rather than just, like, opening up the app and then being hit with it. No, 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 I don't judge you, because I didn't have Instagram until 2020. Yeah. I was told off for not having Instagram. But I knew for a fact that when I started having Instagram, I instantly feel I was more depressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like I that. had to try to control how I use so it. So well, the thing is, I know that I, I should be on it because it's good to post clips and stuff, but that I just can't handle that. I just can't handle it. Yeah. Are so we I muted? I mean, Kwan Wen muted. I don't know. You're not muted and you're not muted. No. We're not successful enough for you to be jealous. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, the real, so the real like reason is uh, it depends on how I feel about the person as well. If I'm close personal friends with them, I don't mute them. I think I only mute people who nice give save, huh? very <laughs> good, good answer. I only mute people <laughs> that give very biased information. Yeah. And, and they will create little. When they overdo the the big celebration thing, that for example, say that oh, I walk past this venue every single day as a child, <laughs> never have in my life imagined. You know exactly what I'm talking before. about. Right? And then it's a photo of them as a baby as well, and, as, and, if, as if we couldn't comprehend that you could have been a baby one day. Or, or a, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're always if people post a photo of them achieving something and or, them as or a baby. Or a deliberate humble bragging and just like post a picture, a giant theater, complete empty. <laughs> Oops, happened to drop by and did a gig last night here. So I think these are two extreme the annoying posts. And if you do those posts, but you do a uh, balance posting yeah. 
pattern, then yeah. I will still follow you. So, for example, if you post about a great gig, but then when you're dropped by your agent, you're supposed about it, then I will follow you, right? Good. But if everything <laughs> I think is always positive on your fucking Instagram, it's like that is not true. Bye, and they just mute the person. Yeah. No, 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 I, uh, I don't. Can even... we cut this bit? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm probably gonna cut a decent amount of it. This will be for the, for the Patreons. Um, uh, the, the all zero of them. Um, but yeah, okay, let's backtrack now uh, to the friends. And the stuff. friends. So you don't remember this friend of your brother's? I, I think I like the idea of what I call the friend here because my child was very, very different back then. Taipei. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't understand what you just said. <laughs> what I'm confused. saying is. Um, I say to you, I forgot what this person's name was. Yeah. So it's weird for me to call him a friend. Yeah. But the reason I mentioned this is I had a very, even even a bit like the, um, a movie. Yeah. What's that? The is it called Miyazaki? Uh, Miyazaki. Yeah. So which which film? So Taipei was like a, a um, which uh, Studio Ghibli film? Yeah, Ghibli. Ooh. I don't know the term in English. There was a there was one about a brother and sister after the war, and they see all those bugs. Oh, that's uh, Princess Mononoke. Is it? Yeah, that's the movie. Yeah. yeah. You sh- is it with the wolf? Hmm? Is it with the wolf? Not with the wolf. It's about. Oh, oh is this from uh, the Heart of the Fireflies and stuff like that? Yeah. So the the constantly they were Yo, hungry. Jamie? They were hungry, and the brother would get the little sweet for his sister. Oh, it's sister. Uh, the the. Can you actually Google? I think it's called um, just write Ghibli fireflies, and it should pop up. Inkuotongjimus firefly. Oh that's the yes, one. that's, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, see if you knew me. Brave right? the Brave the fireflies. <laughs> that's it. It is the uh, the cinematography or what they portray on the film is pretty much like my childhood city. Mm. Taipei was like a big village back then with yeah. corners of. Flat wooden houses, and we would just um, cycle around. Me on my stabilizer bicycle, but stabilizer they are on the uh, bigger kids bike. Yeah. But we would just cycle on the pavement. It's absolutely fine, and we just go around trying to stick and catch cicadas. Yeah. Um, so you get this long stick, and you have glue, and you just torture and kill. It doesn't sound. It sounds very cruel, but it, it does. Was a... It also sounds very innocent <laughs> and cute. But no, but the whole child was very sort of idealistic, and we would play dodgeball in in the alley. There weren't so many cars. Like Taipei, it's impossible to do that right now. My nephew yeah. have a very different kind of childhood, yeah. uh, but that's why I remember and remember the really happy time hanging out with kids just around the. Yeah. Um, the block and in that illegal wooden houses and eventually got demolished. So then, what would be the fir- who would be the first friend you remember actually from like school or something like that? Maybe you could even remember the name of. Uh, even if it wasn't your first one, maybe it's just the, fir- the one you think of. Well, there was one. Oh, there w- when I got into primary school, uh, yeah. there were three three of us, and one is called Simon. Yeah. So his actual name is Siwen, Zheng, Zheng Siwen, Simon Chen. Yeah. Um, the other one, um, I don't, I think he's called himself Ricky or something. We basically went to private English yeah. to the after class together. We always hang out together. But I didn't realize that this Ricky was a bit of bully to me. Mm. And uh, Simon, being the third person, always sort of like um, just kept quiet. But eventually, when I uh, became a little snitch and I told my parents what Ricky did to me. My parents say, do not hang out with him at all and just cut off any uh, interaction between both families. And Simon became my long-term good friend. And um, the weird thing is Simon eventually was made to move back to the south and the second bigger city because his family is from like a well-off family in the south. And eventually he moved to the United States. Yeah. Um, Are you still in contact with him? Well, eight or ten years ago, he tried to write back, say, hey, just remember we were really good friends when we were kids. How are you doing? I'm about to get married. And I didn't explicitly tell him I'm gay, but I kind of mentioned it. And this is the pattern with a lot of friends I have from childhood. There was the uh, uh, there was this rupture. I just couldn't maintain the same kind of friendship with them after I told them about being gay yeah and they were not exactly homophobic but we have such a different lives and that's why i'm glad in a way i came out i think i came out in the second year in the university mm. so people who knew me that knew that i was gay uh upfront or at the start have there was no change in relationship mm. i had very very few male friends after i came out mm. i mean for for taiwan today people are absolutely fine 
but for uh, guys from my generation, it's just weird to be a very good friend of a gay man when you're straight. Don't make that make sense to you? Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. That sounds yeah. Like they will even get a bit wary when I try to get close. I I didn't even want to hug them, but if they were thinking I was about to hug them, it's like oh, don't get that close to me. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's how did you feel about that? I feel like sometimes people wonder whether I've been adopted by alien. So my life, I'm living in the same body, but I'm effectively a different person. Yeah. I think about my life in the past and right now. It is so different. It feels like a sitcom when they change the entire writers' room. So the, all the <gasps> actors are the same, but yeah. just like, but this is not the same show anymore. And yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's that's pretty tough. Yeah. You know, when I uh, when I had surgery on my podcast, and Sergi so Polo. Sergi, Sergi, not po- Is it called Polo? I don't know. It's Polo. Anyway. I thought it was Polo. It's oh, not two L, right? No, it's Sergi, one L. Sergi Polo, Sergi Chicken. Thank God I'm not these anybody one. Anyway, so <laughs> Sergi Polo, another comedian. So he was talk, he was talking about how he didn't mind the robbery term when when it's cause really good friends. So uh, what? So he he said that he didn't mind people using terms that would be considered racist or homophobic between yeah. his friends because yeah. for Spanish people, especially in his friends group, yeah. when they know there's no malicious intention, they yeah. don't mind it. So he then said that some of my best friends in Barcelona are gay. And I froze for a second. I just thought, how? Because that never happened to me. Yeah. My closest friends are always either girls or other Taiwanese gay men. Mm. Um, I do have stray friends, but most of them I accumulated them because I left Taiwan at the age of 25. Yeah. Um, so most of my friends now are people I met in London. So when I was living in Taiwan, all the friends I had up to the point that came out, they're not like real, real close friends anymore. I mean, we still have minimum amount of social contact. I may see those friends at a uni reunion or yeah. if I go back to meet other friends, but no, not really. It just completely changed the nature of friendship. That's why yeah. I would advise people come out as early as you can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Find out who maybe your real friends are. Do you think that if that you've, do you think that you would have had been able, like, cause you said, um, sorry, let me just rephrase this. Um, you said that for people who knew you were gay from the start, there was no change in a relationship. Yeah. Does that mean that potentially the friends you had when you were younger, if there was some way that you could have come out earlier, that there the wouldn't have been a change in the relationship or it would have just been, there would have been no relationship from the beginning? I couldn't control the variables. So I don't know the answer to yeah. that question. It could have been just that time, the society in general was a lot more conservative yeah. and people couldn't fathom um, having a gay friend. Cause like the gay characters not even uh, frequently portrayed on TV. The, the people talk about Taiwan being very gay friendly is one of the best when it comes to sort of uh, equal rights for uh, LGBT. That's very, very recent. Yeah. I never thought in my life I would witness the same-sex marriage bill be, uh, going through in Taiwan. Yeah. I thought it would take for a very, very long time. And that's just how, how quickly everything changed. So when I was in university, people definitely don't mention that like people have a in general, they find it very difficult to come out as gay in general. It's interesting, sort of how like politically it may be one way, but socially it's still another way. Mm. No, 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 it's just uh, a, a rupture. I would yeah. say uh, from the mid 2000s or close to the 2010s, like the yeah. whole thing changed. But in the late 90s to early 2000s, it's just weird. You don't really see like a friends group with lots of straight guys and gay guys at the same time. It yeah. wasn't possible back then. Well, so do you then feel like, I don't know, because I've kind of lost, I've not lost contact, but there's certain people who I was friends with when I was younger, like in elementary school and high school. And just by the nature of living abroad, I don't see them that much. But there is certain, they're kind of like a second family in the sense that they've, they've you've known them for such a long time. And sometimes they can see things in you that you've lost about yourself. Do you feel that you miss that a little? You know, that that's something that's missing from your life at times? Do you sometimes wish that you had these sort of really long-standing friendships with these people so that you could sort of because at the end of the day, you all were growing up in the same environment, a similar environment that you have that, you know, the connection. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Because one thing I've learned in the last couple of years, especially after the pandemic, is like I'm trying to learn not to be a hoarder. I'm unlearning yeah. hoarding. Why do you think you hoard? Uh, I think insecurity yeah. and emotional attachment. I think it may be down to me feeling lonely in general. Yeah. So, and this is an irony because 
I don't like to be. I don't like to share my space. I don't like to live with my family. I like to live on my own. But at the same time, it is lonely. Yeah. So you try to find something to make your situation slightly better. And I think holding on to things is one to them. But I'm trying to learn to let go. You were conscribed into the army. Yes.、Um, is that a mandatory? Yes. For for all men and women. It's for all men. Feminism. Hey. <laughs> I recently saw、uh, that the women are not allowed to, to to go as well for the conscription. Is that correct? I don't remember. What's our conscription in that case? I think they try some year to recruit、um, some ladies. Ladies. And they even made a movie about it. <laughs> But, ladies, come and join the army. <laughs> But it's never the same. So first. So, so, so you can be a professional soldier. Yeah.、Uh, the, the 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 female population, but when it comes to the mandatory military services, mandatory military, it only applies to men. So, given what you said about you know coming out and also having friends, what was the military service like, just in general for you? Oh, first. It didn't feel like porn, right?、Um, it didn't feel like porn. It doesn't. No, like、What? people have this misconception: all、oh, the gay guys gonna love it so much、oh, when no, they go into the、that. army. It wasn't like that. It's horrible. First, sometimes you only have less a minute or two to have a shower, and sometimes you're forced to have a cold shower.、Oh. You just want to get it done over with. So, you have no time to look around. For, so, Lucas, have you ever have you ever seen、uh, Quan's act? Uh, yeah, I've seen. Have you seen his bit about joining? So basically, <laughs> his whole bit when he—I'm、uh, not going to try to—I'm just going to say the, the gist of it. Essentially, is about how he is like an Upper East Side Manhattan resident who's now forced <laughs> into this dreary like conscription <laughs> life, and talks about how all of his like creams and makeups were taken away from him when he joined the army. It's it's really really funny like、um, routine. I might actually, if you don't mind, I might actually include it in the podcast just as a as,、okay. as edited in. But if not, then go see Quan Life because it's very very funny because. Because getting to know you better, see, imagining you in the army is a really funny thought. But you, see, I wasn't even the campist, so all the misery I've told you, someone had it worse.、Oh. <laughs> But someone was what you call today. This this term has been made popular by RuPaul's Drag Race, right?、Yeah. Someone was a fierce little fairy. <laughs> like I didn't have the audacity to be fully out.、Yeah. People kind of suspected it. But then I never said it like explicitly. Someone、yeah. just like I'm this little princess. I'm trying to do as much as my way, and they are so determined to stay in character. Sometimes the general just say, "You know what? Fuck you. I don't know what to do with you. Do whatever you want. Just don't disrupt my squats routine, and that's it." Oh, so by fully embracing that side of whatever their personality, then they actually ended up sort of having a bit more freedom. Through annoyance, but it's still I can see it's still. I think it was a, a big mental health issue for them,、oh, of and that's their, their way of coping.、Um, and sometimes I don't know whether by nature human beings are really ugly animals or really kind people. I see both. Yeah. Like initially, you see people start to bully some, but somehow some are permanently bullied, but some just manage to survive. Yeah.、Uh, have you ever watched Glee? <laughs> Did I reveal my age? No, it's just funny. You gave a whole speech about how people survive and people die, and then you went, "Have you ever watched Glee?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the character Kurt in Glee. I haven't, I haven't watched it. Right. I、mm. hope it makes sense to someone out there. <laughs> Probably <laughs> middle millennial, not young millennials. Yes.、Yeah. But <laughs> this this gay character, he was constantly bullied at、oh, high I school,、see. but he ended up joining the Glee club and and found a place. Yeah.、Um, so I, what was the um. Did you make any friends in the army? I did, but only lasted a while as well. So that was very circumstantial. Yeah, there was only one.、Um, I think we managed to maintain our relationship as a friends because he came. To, he came to the UK. He did a master degree at Cambridge University、mm-hmm. or Oxford. I can't remember. They're all the same. Anyway, so he then came down to visit me once in London.、Yeah. I think he's actually coming to London this year, so we may meet up again.、Mm-hmm. But also, he's a language geek, so we have like additional shared interests. Okay, for me, I used to write a blog, and now he also listened to my podcast and gave me Facebook feedback. So it's a Facebook friend with a certain level of interactions. That's good. Yeah, just one. Just one. Just one. Just one. How many people were there? Because、uh, I was initially sent to the、um, near recruits training center, and later, well, I was an military officer at a different camp.、So、you were a military officer. Yeah, but then what does that what does that entail? What does it entail? So、um, it's very hard to explain. The Taiwanese military system 
uh, was copied from the Soviet system. Yeah. So in the American system, you have a, a, a surgeon, like someone, it's one leader for one unit, right? Yeah. Uh, so the Soviet system, no one is trusted. <laughs> <laughs> So you have the sergeant, but you have a deputy. Yeah. Uh, the term is called commissar. Yeah. And I was a commissar officer. And commissar is in charge of finance, intelligence, security. I was little. You were a personal assistant. No, no, I wasn't a personal assistant because I was spying on a sergeant in case he... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like a corruption of power. Yeah, 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 like yeah. That. So I was, Did you ever find anybody out? Mm, no, I just turn a blind eye to everything. Really? Just let me go. I don't want to stay in this thing. You don't want to do whatever you want. I was... Um, You're the worst commissar ever. You know, the, one of my general was doing like an EMBA. He forced me to do his homework for him. <laughs> in exchange, I got more sort of like half day holiday, just go around yeah. outside the camp and having some snacks. Having <laughs> some snacks? You say that you are sent out to purchase something and just like, this is an exchange of you writing my homework, my assignment. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So that's why I really didn't like that. I think it brings out the wars in, in humanity. Any sort of position of power, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I would caution that people like to say, we need to bring the national service back. Which makes sense. I do think sometimes people can do with a little bit more discipline in their yeah. life. But there's something very, very dark and wrong about the whole military um, culture. And mm. that's the reason why some country, when they have a, a pattern of military coup, it happens all the time because those soldiers never think that they are below anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. And once that culture that uh, they report to the government, once that is gone and the, the the army believe that they control the country, then you're doomed for a very long time. Yeah, that's yeah. a great point. Yeah. One could argue, though, that you could never have made that point if you weren't conscribed to the army. I don't know. So you kind of need to have a few people go into the system to get it, you know what I mean? Mm. To see from the other side. Do you, do you think, obviously, you know, sometimes people ask questions like, oh, would you prefer to have done this or not done this for things that have happened already? Yeah. Would you have preferred not to have uh, had to do the mandatory service? In hindsight, if I had had a choice, I would have chosen having that experience before a shorter period. Okay. So, uh, so now they've reverted back to 12 months. How long were you doing it for? I did it for 17 months. So in uh, total, it was 18 months. Yeah. But then uh, at high school, we have military training as part of our curriculum. Oh, wow. So like after chemistry and mathematics, you have an hour called military training. That involves either going to the sports field and trying to do some martial art involving, saying that, for example, if your rifle runs out of the bullet, you need to learn how to combat with a wooden stick, which is a gun without a bullet. <laughs> so we had to do those stupid things. Or just listen to some stupid shoot um things about the do you know there's a ancient chinese classic called the sung Wu? it's like from thousands of years ago is this the um is this uh, the art of war something like that sun, yeah sun tzu art of war you have to read a chapter <laughs> is this like where he talks about like the, there are four elements the earth <laughs> something the, um... no 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 not the four elements of the earth but it was talking about how army fight but yeah yeah, yeah. He i know was talking about when it's, it's just like rules like listed like like dun 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 yeah right? it's almost, but, uh, it's but the it was war. written at a time when people were fighting a horses <laughs> for fuck's sake there was no drones involved yeah, yeah, yeah. and you have to read a chapter of that in ancient chinese which we need in modern translation <laughs> all this part. but then i did that because of our curriculum so i had a credit for a month so in total i should have done 18 months but i did 17 a 17 month uh, up to last year uh, Adam and only to do four months. Yeah. But our president just reverted back to 12 months given nice. the situation in East Asia now. So yeah. I would have happy to, I did think that it made me grateful for a lot of things I wouldn't be grateful for. Yeah. Uh, for example, I don't complain about food because mm -hmm. I've eaten the worst shit ever. Anything is tasty for me. I've, I've realized I came from a very safe bubble, a very middle-class life. Yeah. I, I came across people from all walks of life. I wouldn't have never met if I weren't had not been in the army. Um, I had a bit of more discipline. I remember yeah. what discipline was like, but um, it was too long. And um, when I came to Europe, I just I couldn't. I missed the chance of enjoying young person real card. You know, like. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh man, that's the real shame. <laughs> you didn't get to get a discounted rail card. No, only for a very short while. Very short while. Me, but I'll yeah. Well, you can't win everything.
Yeah, but part of me also think that it would be funny to see the very entitled white millennials going to the army and getting. Uh, yeah, man. dude, sign Lucas and I up. We're looking, <laughs> we're, we're looking to get into shape. I'm actually, looking for, I'm looking for work. Yeah, yeah. You asked me so if you think about friends today. I don't because I'm. Well, I sort of. You kind of imply that I have a person without friends. I'm not happy about that. I don't know, I just, but I, I think the the podcast balances and friends like this. But speaking of friends, we have some friends who listen to the podcast. What a, what a steak was. <laughs> what a transition. We have some people who listen to the podcast. So, uh, and they wanna they wanna know um, they wanna have some advice. They they wanna they wanna figure themselves out. You know. Okay. Uh, we're gonna move on to a section of the show called uh, a friend in need. Uh, this is where you, the listener, can get involved. Any questions you have, you just submit them to our forum, which is always linked in the description of every episode. And you just submit your problems, you know, big or small. They're completely anonymous. And, um, yeah. You ready to answer some questions? Yes, help, help the people out, uh, Kwan Wang. <laughs> so, is, that, is that me when I say it like that? I just want to say to them, mm, be All right, aware of what you wish for. All right, let's go. So this first person uh, shall not be named. Um, uh, what can we help you with? We asked them. And they said, bored with work but need to live. Take some drugs. All right. It's Next not question. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, <gasps> How would you help somebody who's bored with work but needs to live? Take a sabbatical. Okay. If possible. If not? Uh, if not, then have a sound financial plan and have some good time off between work. So, yeah. Because what happened is like I used to do off an like office job. I done i've been a counter for a very long time and before i fully committed to doing comedy there was also three or six months i try not to work and stay off any contract um then you realize there's a benefit having a routine oh yeah well, you don't actually know what you want to do give you that time off and then you actually appreciate coming back to work i, I give you a little clarity so this is the first so i had a job uh in december which i hated yeah which was i mean i had it from october to december and it was so it was so depressing yeah um and uh n now i've i got like i said we got i got my payout for the edward fringe festival and so i can live like a month or two off of that and it's been really weird not having like obligations or not having like a routine, mm -hmm. not having to get up for stuff. So it's like, it's been weird. That's one of the main reasons I actually started doing the podcast again, because it was just something, this is just something to fill the day, you know? No, no, also- <laughs> That's it, the only reason I'm here <laughs> with you guys. It, it absolutely helps to, um, how do, I forgot what I wanted to say. Like for example, someone may have the hobby and they think they can live off the hobby. Yeah. But once they quit their job and pursue their hobby as a money-making machine, they realize how horrible it is. And it's better off to keep your hobby just as a hobby. Yeah. So it works for some people to keep the boring job, but committed to having a good quality of life by having a, a hobby. For example, going to open night night and play music. I think in my first or second year as accountant, I was really, really uh, bored with my work, but I took a language classes. And, yeah, yeah. I think like it's that. just finding something to do. I think a lot more people don't realize, uh, it's a weird thing, you kind of, depend, I don't know how old this person is, but you kind of should, not every day, but you should be exhausting yourself sometimes mm. with your busyness. Like if you have a day job that you sort of, you sort of like, or you don't, if you're neutral towards it, then that's fine keep it if you really don't like it then look for something new i, I would just say don't all, like always bitch about it but never do anything I yeah think that's the worst that that's yeah, yeah so i think just find another activity to do like find something outside of it um person who not be named that's what i would um that's what i would suggest mm -hmm. so we got the next one this is joe from london uh and they ask can you help me with my obsession with matt matty healy from 1975 because he's a rat but why am i obsessed with him do you know who this is i do Okay, what does he look like? What is Manny Healy? Can you pull him up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the actual screen. I mean, he's very uh, talked about now at the moment. Is he's he? A, he's is a just... contentious topic, to Why? say the least. Is he like an Andrew Tate kind of? Contentious? No, 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 no. He's like, uh, he's it's... like, a, he's just a silly little like a pop star guy. Okay. You know, nineteen seventy-five. I've heard of it. I, I, mean, I, know, I know the year. Good, year for, good year for wine. Um, when were you born? I'm not gonna tell you. Well, you're forty, right? Hmm? You're 40. Cut it off. <laughs> <laughs> you're not allowed to. I was born in 1980. 1980. <coughs> so you're just that. So uh, can, we, can we see him again? Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, I got rid of him. But basically, uh, he's in, been in trouble recently because he's been uh, kissing some of his fans. Consensually. Ooh. Like at gigs. Like he invites yeah, yeah, yeah. people up on stage to kiss them. Wow. Yeah. You you mean, ever, he's, a very, he's a very attractive. Do you ever do that, Quan? 
What? Come on. Do you ever do you ever invite fans up to kiss them? No, maybe no. I should. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what this person could do at work when they're bored. Just I think them. that he, um, the person, is it Joe? Is it he or she? Or they? I don't know. We Just don't know. Joe. Joe. Don't fight, fight this. I mean, actually get to the uh, deepest, the deepest committed fan club. And you either realize how disgusting these people are, you don't want to be like them, either you would join them, right? Just push it to the limit and see which it's, side you're it's, on. It's the Sith. You got to find the Sith. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, so, for John. example, I've been a long-term Mariah fan. I used to be embarrassed about it. Mariah Carey. Yeah, until I joined like a Mariah fan club, and those people they have actual CD collection. Whenever Mariah releases a single, yeah. they will buy every single edition from any country they can find that's different, and they just do a get together, a show of their collection. I thought, okay, I'm not the worst. That's what I realized. There's absolutely no shame. So just Mariah. dig deep into it. Get consumed by it. No, you get to see the extreme version, yeah. and then you will see whether that really bothers you. Yeah, it's like sort of getting into, it's like not knowing how you feel about somebody, so getting into a relationship with them and realizing that you don't want to be with them. Because that's basically potentially you, you know what I'm saying? five years down the line. You think, yeah. Do you want to become that? If not, then you can probably like if you're not. See energy. the worst version of yourself. Exactly. Nice, good. Well, that's our advice for you, Joe. This last one, and I think as three guys, we'll definitely be able to help out. This is Amanda from Suffolk, and she asks... What, what can we help you with? And she said, period poops. So, gentlemen. <laughs> period poops? Period poops. Does that mean that when women have period, they have poop at the same time? What does it mean, period poops? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> I, you know what? Next week we have Davina Bentley on, who's a female. And I think yeah, she might... It's a bit unfair to the Davina to be greeted with this question. All right. Well, I think... <laughs> no offense, Quan. Do you have any fucking advice for period poops? What does that mean, period poops? I genuinely oh, don't understand Can you Google it? it? <sighs> Yeah. We're like three dudes who are raising a baby girl. <laughs> We're like raising a daughter. Oh, it means you have uh you have is it constipation? Yeah, yeah, it, constipation, diarrhea. Constipation or diarrhea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, it's, it's really both ends of the Yeah, yeah, you're just uh Oh, it's like being bipolar in in that but, department. But you're it's your butthole. Uh, you, have have a, poops, you have a bipolar so. butthole. Yeah, you have I think it's constipation. By but is most common, but yeah, you just you, you're so it's constipation. Yeah, your your colon is just fucked. I think. Mm. Right. Fatty. Um, this sounds boring, but I think if it's in that situation, is a diet and an exercise issue. Either you don't drink enough water, you don't eat enough, you don't eat enough certain things. But it's very boring. But it's one of those things. What is Fibers. what is it about the period that causes them to get constipated? You know, what? I don't know. Maybe it would be something about hormones, but I'm not sure. Uh, there's an there's an article if you want me to go into it. Do you do you get a period? No, sometimes I worry I poo too much. <laughs> and I try to blame on genetics, but then when someday I'm forced to eat like small portion of stuff because I was running around and I just don't poo as much the next day and realize oh I just eat too much in general so I poo all the time. You poo all the time. Like I know so you fluctuate. No, like in the morning, I have to do at least twice. You, tw you poo twice? In the morning. You poo twice in the morning? Yeah, because my first one is never, like, over. I, I almost never have a full empty feeling of, of, of after a poo. You know, like, I get it every once in a while. My poo in the morning oh, is like sad. the Tory party. Do, would you often, when you poo, do you often feel empty afterwards? Part, yeah. I, I love, love when I feel empty afterwards. I, I actually feel empty. lighter. Yeah, I, I imagine like that's what like Neil Armstrong felt like on the moon. It takes <laughs> my second one in the morning to feel empty. I never feel empty. Because I need, need to, a second one. I, <laughs> yeah. So I have to go immediately after I wake up and that's the first one. But you, then Immediately after you wake up you Yeah, have to yeah, poo. it's a routine. So wherever I go, I always poo in the morning. So if I know I'm traveling, I'll even bring my kind of toilet paper just in case, in case I couldn't I don't want I never want to get it stuck because I had piles in the past. I knew I'd had a hemorrhoid operation. Yeah, I have before. as well. So Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's like the Tories party tried to get rid of Boris Johnson, but then still have least trust, right? So only by the second one, I'm completely empty. Yeah. So the second one, does that crash your internal economy? But when I was much younger and I would try to get in shape for a boy I really liked, and I would eat so little, and yeah. at that time, I didn't have the healthy pattern of going yeah. to the toilet, so... Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I do feel like the period aspect of it changes something. That that I don't think the diet and excess, you know, whatever. I don't know how, you know. Yeah, but that means that either a medical diagnosis or uh, having a uh, dietitian is that what you say? Or yeah, yeah. Or just wait out to your menopause, <laughs> and you'll be fine. I wanted to say, how do we know? But then realize, yes, men have menopause too. So I was thinking men have menopause too. Yeah. 
Go on, man, man. innit? It's men, innit? You know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> men a pause. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know that men is the Latin prefix for monthly. Okay. Monthly oh. pause. Yeah. What, yeah. Is, what does pause mean in Latin? I don't know, but it's like, for example, um, so like- Is that what the Romans used to do when they watched a film? <laughs> no, it's the menstruation, right? Yeah. I can't remember the exact word. Is that why it's called the menstrual cycle? Because it's monthly. You've learned French. What's the French for monthly? Do you remember? I didn't that? learn enough. Yeah. Oh, unfortunately, we broke up. I think monthly. Before that chapter. I didn't want to bring that up just like- <laughs> No, no, it's okay. No, but I want to say that it's just one of the four Zami is a coincidence. It has nothing to do with men, like male, but it's to oh, do I with see. monthly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't know month in French. Mensuel. Or maybe I'm wrong, though. Do you maybe, want to listen to it? Maybe in Mensuel. 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 I was right. Yeah, Mensuel. But maybe menopause. Maybe it's not in menopause. It's definitely in menstruation. I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Mm. That's interesting. Because I see sometimes comedians make jokes like men that started everything bad, you know. Uh, oh, Meg. No, never mind. What were you going to say? <laughs> I was going to say, oh, men, get it. Oh, men, get it. <laughs> the work was at the start. <laughs> ah, I love that. Like Lucas and I will say something that makes us laugh, and Quan just goes, "These fucking idiots." <laughs> no, I just zoned out. I'm back, I'm you back. Zoned now. out. No, you zoned out. Um. So yeah, what was uh, what was what was her name? Amanda. 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 Um. Well done saying it after I said it. <laughs> Great job. Uh, what? Why Amanda? Amanda's the one with the period poops. Oh, I thought it was eat fiber and drink water. Eat fiber, drink water. Yeah. Didn't wasn't that what I said? Or yeah, go through was... menopause. Those are our three advices. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you didn't take what I say and you make him Google to came up with what I just told you. Yeah. It's a bit of like friendship trust in it. Juan, I'm just here to have a bit of fun. <laughs> I'm just here to have a bit of fun, mate. Just have a good time. <laughs> um so Quan. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> okay. You don't sound so scared. <laughs> um, thank you, everybody, for submitting the questions. Uh, Amanda, uh, I'll see if Davina has any, like, maybe she knows, like, a, a, a pro tip mm. uh, for your period poops. Um, yeah. Uh, is there anything you wanted to plug at the end? Yes. Uh, I have another podcast. Yes, myself. you do have another podcast. <laughs> can you, can, can, I, can I talk about this? Quan has a podcast called po Comedy with an Accent. Yes. Mm -hmm. And a show, and he refuses to get me on. Because <laughs> you're a native English speaker. Yeah, but you, but you had you had like three native English speakers. Fern Brady is doing your, your, your show. Yeah, but they are British. I'm just trying to be she's a... a <laughs> what? <laughs> she's on talent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why can't I be on your show, man? No, but... but I have an accent. Okay, okay, for the podcast, it's mostly for non-native English speakers. Uh, I'm after the glitch between languages. The actual struggle of using English because it's not that natural to you. Yeah. But when it comes to the live show, there's only an, a very small pool of comedians I can pick from. So for the live show, I make the pool slightly larger. Sure, surely I could be in that pool, though. You can, but when I invite you to Edinburgh, it's like, oh, it's so nice you invite me. Oh, no, 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 I can't do it. Because so it was at 11 a.m. He was... He was asking for many, many times, can I be on your show? Why can I be on your show? You're discriminating against now me. Now I see. And finally, I asked you a field you would be on a show. Oh, this is very nice of you to ask, but I can't do it that day. <laughs> well, I couldn't do that day. But I noticed you're doing it at Two North Down, which is, you know, a venue that I would want to perform at. Um, all right, they're, they're coming in. I'm coming out. Just all right. wanna let you go. Anyway, Quan, I'd love to do the live show. Thank you for inviting me um, to do that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do listen to this podcast, Comedy with an Accent. Uh, we're going to have to skedaddle here. Um, everyone uh, who's uh, listened in, um, uh, do follow Quan at Quan Wan Comedy. Sorry, Quan Wan Comedy. That's right. Um, Quan Wan Ryum. Uh, <laughs> was that deliberate or you got my name wrong again? I sort of am having fun with it. All right. I don't know if that is that racist. The shtick is tiring. Though. Yeah, it is pretty. I was even thinking getting tired of it. <laughs> that was Philip and Friends, a podcast hosted by Phil Costaletti. Our guest today was Quan Wen. Philip and Friends was produced by Lucas Jeffcoat, courtesy of Vauxhall Podcast Studios. Theme song and outro music was written by Fred and produced by George Johnson. Get involved with the podcast by subscribing or supporting us on Patreon. All right. Such amazing, amazing radio voice of yours. Are you being serious? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Ah, oh, man. Yeah. Do you know where I think it would really shine? Where? In a podcast. <laughs> in a podcast about like different accents, you know? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Okay. Anyway, thank you so much, guys. <laughs>